Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. We had a week off, sort of unexpectedly. Sorry about that. Hey, no, like, uh, we got... We got our second doses. Some of us got sicker than others. I got kind of fucked up on my second dose, I must say. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Like I I was I was bracing for like a major a major like day or two of illness um, because you that happened to you and other people I know. My mom like had a really bad reaction to it, and then it just never really happened for me. I see. I was like kind of cocky about it because I like never get. I feel like I'm like really tough. I never get bad reactions to things. Like I can take whatever comes at me. I was like, I'll be fine. I bet I'll be one of the people that doesn't have a reaction. No, I had that night. I actually got a fever, which I was so surprised. And I just felt like I had a flu, not like a, I was gonna not terrible, terrible, but definitely achy, feverish, uncomfortable. And then because of that, I could not sleep. And like, that was like the biggest problem. And then I ended up and I was like, didn't want to take medication. Cause I was like, I don't know if I should take it with the vaccine. I ended up at like three in the morning taking like mucinex PM. So that just like fucked me up so bad for the next day. So it was like, just like a combination of things that I was just like, really, it was like probably mostly sleep, but also the vaccine side effects. I was just like fucked up for yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now you're better. Yeah. On, over the hump, ready to go out and party. Ready to seize the day. Um, yeah. My, I had my second dose uh, Monday morning and then by 
like Monday evening, I was feeling a little like tired and like a little warm, just my body was warm. And I kept taking my temperature and I didn't have a fever. And then the next day, I I kept sort of expecting it to get worse. Uh, and it just sort of never did it. I stayed like pretty tired for, for like the next 24 hours, but nothing worse than that. I was still able to like work. Uh, and, and then by Tuesday night, I was pretty much normal. And then went by Wednesday, I was like com- completely normal again. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's bad for some, not as bad for yeah. others. Who knows? And then we're, we might be having that once a year for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I mean, probably like, I don't think <laughs> due to uh, the way that some people view the vaccine. Um, it doesn't seem like we're going to get the numbers to get like a real herd immunity and it'll, I mean, it'll probably be like, you know, like a flu shot. Hopefully they'll be able to come. Will they be able to combine flu shot and COVID shots? You just get one shot a year. Cocktail. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I can't do that. I mean, why? No, I don't know. I, cause I I'm used to always getting a flu shot every year. So I figured, I mean, can you get them at the same time? At least that'll just be annoying to have to go to like the doctor one more time to get a shot it's like we're gonna end up in this weird world where you have to just like get a shot like every day for whatever we have floating around our sick pathetic world uh yeah these booster shots yeah i don't know um i'm i mean you know i'm still supposed to be like another week before i before i can go hog wild but me too i still have um yeah, I have. Oh, on Thursday will be my two week mark and I'll be fully That's exciting. And then I'm going to go ape. I'm not probably not, but like I've been, t- I just told you, like, I have this like burning desire in my heart to go to Las Vegas. That is so honestly typical of me. I was going to say it's weird for me, but the truth is I secretly fucking love going to Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah i you i i do not share that like vegas is not in the top my top sort of 10 destinations that i want to go to it's like well it's not like in my top 10 like world destinations probably but for like an overnight trip from la it's definitely up there um but it's like Las Vegas is like so disgusting and so debaucherous and so like not debaucherous in like the glamorous way they advertise it but like actually like just like hedonistic and tragic I just get a rush from being there no I I do get it it's like being at the airport all the time it's like if you just like were at the airport it yeah it's like one huge airport um yeah I I've I haven't been to vegas since i stopped like smoking cigarettes and doing drugs oh yeah and so i don't know i mean i would there's enough to do like i the cigarette stuff is like i don't know if i would if i would just be there and want to start smoking again or if i would be so disgusted by the the like constant cigarette smoke that i would want to go outside i would want there's something about being on like a casino floor like the smell of like stale cigarettes and like the air conditioner it's like you just want to fucking light up yeah uh but like there is a lot of good food i mean obviously when shows come back i'm i'm always i'm so sad i i missed uh celine dion's whole run in vegas so i i'll probably never get over having missed britney 
Oh, I mean, I did get to go to Brittany. That was a lovely experience. It was a huge ordeal. I was always like, let's go see Brittany. Let's go see Brittany. Put it off, put it off. And what do you know? Yeah, that, the whole fucking thing. That second residency never happened. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe if she gets her dad off the uh, conservatorship, she'll want to start performing again. I know. I can't. I mean, I'll never, ever forgive Brian for that. <laughs> oh, was it his fault? <laughs> I blame him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that was the last time I went to, to Vegas was seeing Brittany. And then the other show we saw was the uh, Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I haven't, I like never see shows there. I saw Penn and Teller. Hmm. Yeah, I'd want to go, I'd want to go to like a really shitty, like right-wing comedians show or something. Yeah, I was like looking at all the hotels and one of them has like a dirty comedy hypnotist. Yes, (laughs) that sounds great. They also like, they've been doing um, like menopause, the musical forever. There's a lot of like, like female comedians from the seventies and eighties that I think still perform out there. So that would be fun. There's got to be like good stuff to see out yeah. there. Uh, one of the contestants on Top Chef this year has a restaurant in Las Vegas that's like a modern Vietnamese place that's like not on the strip that looks really good. So I'd want to go there. Yeah. There's like, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to tell everyone I'm uh, I'm uh, doing a, a goop speedball today. What's that? Uh, one nerd alert and one perfect attendance. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm wait, is perfect up. attendance the immunity one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like <laughs> But those are those are the two I got free in my uh in my big goop gift bag that I Jeez. Um, wow how do I you received. Feel? I, I mean the nerd alert I really do think the nerd alert does something. I, I don't think it's a placebo effect. No, it's active. Well, nerd alert it has caffeine in it. Yeah, it has supposedly a a lot of caffeine in it like um yes yeah, it's a hundred milligrams of caffeine which i guess is like a big cup of coffee That's and then it has one little chew yeah and then i have oh no it's you know what it says the serving size is two chews so it only each one only has 50 milligrams of caffeine that's a lot. I mean, I think it's a lot to be expected to eat too. Yeah, that's crazy cuz they're also like I mean, now they're they're literally giving them away, but um before it was a big flop. They were charging like $30 for 10 of them. So it's literally, I mean, it's more expensive than like a fancy latte to have two nerd alerts. Yeah, and I would much rather have the latte. Absolutely. Oh god, I love a good cup of cup of joe (laughs) these nerd alerts are they they claim that they're not they don't expire until september but uh they're pretty they're they're not chews anymore they're like hard candies by now that is my problem with it with nerd alert like why would you ever rather eat those like shitty little coffee flavored starbucks starburst than like have a cup of coffee i would just always rather have a coffee yeah i guess they're trying to get you because it has the uh l theanine in it which are is like the focus part that's it's supposedly so you're not as jittery as caffeine it's like it's trying to mimic i guess the the better side effects of like adderall or ritalin um wild stuff wild stuff happening over there yeah the the perfect attendance though i i don't know what they're doing but uh they taste great it's like elder elderberry we had them years ago but yeah i I have um i mean like a lot of immunity stuff is like elderberry it's supposed to be really good for immunity yeah i got a big bottle of elderberry syrup last year before 
I guess it was like right when the pandemic started, I like thought I would remember because everyone was like stocking up on these immune booster things. And I don't think it really mattered. At the end. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what I did. I, my therapist told me to get um, elderberry syrup like years, like way before the pandemic. Um, and I really don't remember why, but she was like, just take it. I think she just was like throwing it out there or something I might be into. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's good. It's just so much sugar. It's like, it's as, it's as much sugar as like maple syrup. It's so. Intense. Oh yeah. And it's like so sweet. It's like yeah. a little disgusting. Um, what else? Oh, I, well, one of the things I got, I'm saving for our best of, but, um, I also received the uh, Gtox Malachite and Fruit Acid Pore Purifying Cleanser. Oh, really? Oh, you got, I didn't know you got that. I bought that. it, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's that sea green color. Yeah. The smell, there's like a little bit of like a minty smell and then a little just sort of like salinity. It's a nice smell, but it also, it has that, that after smell that a lot of, like the old goop juice beauty products used to have that is slightly like dirty smelling. Like it smells like there's a hint of moldy, maybe, yeah, moldy or bacteria yeah. at the end. I hate that. That like, that comes with like a lot of like natural. Not exactly. And this, ha- the, the first few times, the first few days I used it, it smelled great. And now when I wash my face in the morning, maybe I, I, I tried to wash out the tube today. Cause I was like, is the tube getting moldy or something? But there's just something that is not as, purifying as I want it to be. It's like something, yeah. something fishy in the, in the brew. I would love to be able to have, to try new face washes. I'm only using CeraVe face, gentle face wash and gentle moisturizer for like, I mean, probably for like the next couple months because I'm doing my um, laser treatments. Yeah, yeah. When it's done, then I'm going to be able to go back to using my well, I'm not using any retinol this whole time either, which feels like oh yeah. You're not supposed to. Yeah, retinol. Well, like retin A stuff I've had is really strong. Like I only yeah. use it maybe two or three times a week. Yeah, I think you're supposed to, or like they also say you're supposed to like use like a small amount, like build up how much you use mm-hmm. it. But you have to be really careful with that stuff because you can get hyperpigmentation. But you're really good about sunscreen, so you're probably fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh I am really for the most part, enjoying my um, Sun Bum Mineral 50 sunscreen that I put on my face. Yeah. I'm like uh, completely slathered in it. Hats every day. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no sun is on my skin ever, no? You know who's the best at never encountering sun is um, Marsha Cross. Really? Yeah. Whenever you see Pop, because she has like the beautiful, just like alabaster skin. Mm-hmm. And whenever you see paparazzi pictures of her, she has these like gigantic sun hats on always. So well, I always think of her as dummy. like, but then she ended up getting um, anal cancer. She did? Yeah. that She's like a big spokesperson. She's better now, but she like um, was a big spokesperson for anal cancer for a while. Oh my God. I had no idea she had anal cancer. God. Wow. Uh, it might've been a reverse um, Michael Douglas, Catherine Zeta-Jones situation uh yeah i think that's one way yeah. to do it um it's been so long since we talked i didn't even get to really recount my um honeybee burger 
Oh, no, you didn't. But we we need to talk about it. So this was, I mean, now it's been a while because I think I literally got it the day that we recorded last, so like two full weeks ago. Um, but I mean, if anyone lives around here in LA, like I do recommend it's, it's like a very good version of sort of a, you know, fast food vegan burger and the new space that they have in, uh, in Silver Lake is really beautiful. It's like a house and you like walk up the stairs and there's all these plants and all this stuff. Where is it? In it's, it's on Rowena, like right where Rowena turns into Glendale. Um, oh, okay. Sort of basically right over the bridge from Atwater, that part of yeah. Silver Lake. Uh, so it's a quick, a quick drive for me. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. It was still similarly to like the impossible burger that I've gotten at Burger King a couple of times. It's still very, it sits very heavy in your stomach afterwards. It's not by any means diet food or healthy. Yeah. It's just vegan. Yeah. There's so much sodium in it. Um, the only, the, the cheese, actually the Violife cheese, I tasted really good melting. I didn't, I didn't get any of the like plastic, vibes from from vegan that i get from vegan cheese a lot uh the one thing the the bun is a little soft and squishy it tastes like a vegan bun wait aren't they the buns aren't usually vegan i don't i think like real fast food buns there's something in them that's not vegan there's i or or maybe it's a some sort of artificial ingredients i don't really know but like you the the bun definitely tasted different than like a, a real bun weird interesting and then you get like a combo so you get uh they, they only serve frots, which is a combination of fries and tots, but then you can get either regular or sweet potato. What, you, what is a combination of fries and tots? I don't understand. It's just like half fries, half tots. I'm sure oh, you like could order off menu. Yeah. Mixing them to only get one of them, but on the menu, it's just like half and half. Why are they so experimental with their like potato selection? I don't know. I don't know. They're always, they're very like particular about it like they used to only have sweet potato tots and I think that was like a huge disadvantage to them because like Mm -hmm. nobody wants that and then now they do it like this it's so weird yeah the I mean now you can choose the sweet John got the the sweet potato ones which I liked better than he did he like didn't even touch them actually um but they're they're very sweet yeah Um, and the vegan ranch that they serve is really good it's like very very good um and then i also got they have like all these milk these vegan milkshakes made with oat milk and i got like the orange creamsicle one Ooh, that sounds good it was really good but it's it's like eating the the fries the burger and the milkshake i was just done for the night yeah. like my i could you know like i i can even uh when i have a lot of sodium my fingers swell up so much that like my wedding ring feels tighter when yeah. I not have a lot of salt. So I, I like, I felt like that over my whole body that I was like, I was like That's, bloated from salt. Yeah. I feel that way. sometimes I feel like I'm like buzzing or like I'm swollen. I'm just like all swollen up. Yeah. Yeah. Nightmare. So it didn't, it, do, it honestly like feels no healthier than fast food. And it's like three times as expensive, yeah. but it's vegan. Um, and then, because you know how, do we talk about this? I forget if we talked about this on the podcast, but they're letting people like invest in the company. What do you mean? Let, no, I don't know. What? So like when you order, <laughs> when you order online on the Honeybee website, it's like before you check out, it's like, do you want to be an investor? Oh my God. Seriously? Yeah. So like, I was like, oh, because it said 
the you could invest as little as like $270 and be, you know, a shareholder or whatever. But then like I, I went on the the website and then it takes you to like another website and then it's you're supposed to like fill out all your like your income information and like what your job is and all this shit and so I like didn't complete the form and then since then every day I've been getting emails being like hey do you want to finish your investment in honeybee Mm -hmm. burger like come on like just finish like fill out this form you can be an investor that's really disturbing it's really sketchy yeah and it's like all you did was just like buy a vegan hamburger yeah and they're like, will you give us $300 for our business? It's very intense. And then we went on the the guy's Instagram feed um, and he's mm-hmm. like a lunatic. Yeah, we saw that video. You sent me the video of him walking around the Burger King screaming. That the Car- he was a Carl's Jr. Oh, yeah. He was like, I love this. He was like, they're not vegan. That would have made me really mad in the past, but I'm not mad now. And he was just like walking around screaming about it. And he was like, I'm just a block away from honeybee. Like I'm really close to honeybee right now. It was really, it was it, really it made strange. no sense. Cause yeah, I guess Carl's Jr. Was doing like a promotion for their beyond burger. And honestly, like, I mean, I get it. Like Carl's Jr. Isn't, you know, completely vegan, but like the, if you're like the beyond, it's the same burger, <laughs> like beyond burger, it's beyond burger, whether you get a honeybee or where you get at, uh, at Carl's Jr. So like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense that they're charging three times as much. No. And it's also like a huge step forward for like the vegans to like have gotten impossible burgers on the menu at like all these fast food places, even yeah. if like, it's not technically vegan, like it's still a lot better than like not having it. But I do think because he is trying to grow this company so quickly that he just feels threatened by like he like he wants to compete with the Carl's Juniors and the Burger Kings of the world, um, which is why he's asking anyone who buys a burger to invest in his company. I feel like that's like so off putting and weird. It's really strange, but I almost just be like asking your customers because I was like high on my Dogecoin (laughs) triumph. Oh, yeah. Did you make any money on those? It's gone on, on up like 300% since I bought it's at like so 60 how much cents. How money did he make? I made because I put in $200 and now I have like about $600. So I made like 400 bucks. Wow. I'm so dumb that I didn't do it when I had the. Ch- well, it never got down to you said to wait. I, until it was yeah, I thought it was going to go down, but it was like, I mean, to the moon. And then when, you know, Daddy Elon gets on SNL oh. week and is going to plug Dogecoin, it's just going to go even further to the moon. <laughs> to the moon well i'm happy for you thank you hopefully i'll be able to retire soon i know oh my god like i can't believe i didn't buy it when it was 23 cents no i'm sure it'll crash at some point i think these things always do uh i mean that's about it for for me this week any yeah i mean i have like literally nothing of interest to share i mean i got my second um fraxel treatment but i have been Mm. having to go outside more than i did last time i got it so i'm slightly concerned but like i said i'm wearing like a lot of sun hats i'm wearing like my weird hat that has like a mask attached to it that's supposed to be uv protecting and i think it's like scares children when i wear it because it's like i'm like a gardener from hell um and um you know tons of sunscreen and just like trying to stay out of the sun as much as humanly possible um and i haven't noticed as um, incredible reactions or like effects as i did the last time i got it but maybe it's just because you know the first time was so great yeah 
but I do recommend that everybody go and get your face lasered. It was extremely painful this time. More painful than the first time? Yeah, a lot because they increase the voltage or whatever. So every time you go, so this time, like from the first one, it was like, I felt it. And it was, I had to like take breaks in between and like squeeze that stress ball. That's actually a breast implant really hard. Oh, they have a, they have a stress ball made out of silicone. They, it just, it is a literally oh, a yeah, breast that's implant. Cute. They're, they're like, squeeze this if it hurts. <laughs> uh, how many more sessions do you have? I have one more, but I'm not sure when I'm going to go back. I might put, try to postpone it because you know, it's just like, it's a, it's like really hard to stay out of the sun for me right now with my work. And like, yeah, I really don't want to like risk getting like, you know, having skin problems. So. For sure. Not sure yet what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. And this, I mean, this year is only going to get sunnier and more outside centric. Yeah, for sure. So uh. we'll see. I did, John and I did have a nice patio meal out at Casita del Campo last weekend, which was great. I mean, the food there, if if you're not from LA, Casita del Campo is like an old school Mexican restaurant that's been in LA forever. And the food is like, you know, it's always like a 6.5 out of 10. Oh, I think it's great. It's like, it's got a lot of like cheese and sour cream and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, the vibes are great everyone i mean everyone is out and it's also like it's a very um for a restaurant it's a very like gay scene like it's not i guess it is sort of explicitly a gay restaurant but it's just like it's just like gay vibes so i like it well there's like a gay well i guess it's not gay there's like a like a a cabaret in the basement yeah, that's like yeah. there's like a lot of drag shows and stuff there yeah and i think it's just been like a like a gay hangout forever until really yeah. uh but yeah, that's the only real, oh God. Yeah. When my two weeks are up, I'm going to go to the roost, that dive bar down the block from my house and just sit in a darkened room and like eat, you know, bar mix from a communal bowl and like cough on people. I mean, are they going to have, I bet you they still won't have bar mix. No, they won't. I'm sure they won't. Well, you go there and I'm going to go to the Flamingo in Vegas. That's like my version of the, <laughs> the roost. <laughs> yeah that sounds great too i know oh um, or like, we could all save up money this is a good segue okay. save up money for the 2022 goop cruise oh yeah god you know is this on your list it's not on my list i was just going to talk about it before is it on your list no but i don't understand the big deal because the goop cruise have they were going to do it before the pandemic they did Remember? i think they did it in 2019 right it's not new. Yeah. So I don't know why everyone's acting like they've never, it's first of all, why is everyone acting like this is a crazy thing when like literally every entertainment entity that exists has a cruise, like people you would never expect, like bands that you would think are too cool for it. Like everybody has a fucking cruise and like, it's not surprising that Goop would have one too. No. Well, and it's no, I mean, cause it's not really, it's like, like any of these things, they're just putting merch and maybe a few speakers last time it elise was on it <laughs> which i'm sure was not which is like an anti-selling point like why would you ever want to be trapped on a boat with her yeah because gwyneth but, wait but gwyneth is gonna be on it this year right or no gwyneth i th- well last time gwyneth like 
they were like with an exclusive interview with Gwyneth where she's like gonna like call and like talk to Elise in front and you can like watch it (laughs) I mean that's the thing with like the and it was so you have to pay for a celebrity cruise which is it's not like the most exclusive brand but it's like you know relative it's better than carnival or royal caribbean or whatever and then and then it's $750 extra on top of your cruise ticket uh, to get the goop package. And all that is, is it's like a gift bag, basically. They say like little treats every day, but I think it's just going to be like little products that they might leave at your door. And then, yeah, and then you get to go see, you know, Elise in concert or whoever. Yeah. So it's a, it's like a complete scam. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, in, I wouldn't really want to do this but no um i mean i i feel like the way they're pitching this to us is like this is like a wellness retreat on a boat this is like it's like the goop um it's like in goop health there it's like in goop health on a boat exactly but i bet there's way fewer seminars because it's like you there's not there's not that many people that are gonna I mean maybe there will be but like to 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 be trapped there for a week when in goop health it's like you just have to come come down for a day and do your little talk and this is like yeah. you're really stuck there so I don't know how many people they're gonna get yeah this still says that Elise is hosting this she she's on book leave she has to write a book I, she doesn't I have think, time to host this cruise I don't think they've updated this website because yeah. yeah, Elise doesn't even work for goop opening conversation goops chief content officer she's not that anymore elise kicks off a conversation with ceo gwyneth yeah this is old information on the celebrity cruise website but i do think that they were gonna do this i think that this got i think that this got canceled because of the the pandemic i think that this was like I think I remember having like a little laugh because it was just like such bad timing. Cause so like this right has never off. actually happened. They, they never actually went through with one. I don't think they actually went oh, through with it. Maybe I think right. that it got canceled because of the, I think it was like, okay. For some reason I thought that they did one of them. Maybe. But they, yeah, no, we would have, I, I remember reading about it, but I feel like, yeah, we would have known more details if, if they had actually gone through with it. So yeah. Right. There are all, all kinds of cruises you can do. You can do a a jazz cruise, a smooth jazz cruise. I mean, I I don't think I would really lo- like the only time I've ever actually been on a cruise is when I was like 13 years old. Yeah. And I never I never really think that I want to do a cruise again, but maybe it would be fun. I don't know. I'm I'm not like too snobby to go on a cruise. I, I mean, love all that shit. It's fun if you like can drink, I yeah. guess. This one has you. There's an ultimate disco cruise. There's an LGBTQ plus cruise. That sounds horrifying. There's one where everybody's dressed like a mermaid called the Vacay LGBT plus. Yeah, they, I mean, I don't think those LGBT cruises are as popular as they used to be. R- Rosie O'Donnell started one years ago. That was like for it was like because I think most of like the gay vacation spots were like for men and they were for like hooking up. And then I think she wanted to do more of like a family oriented LGBT cruise. 
don't think yeah, the, most of the pictures on this website seem to be of women. I think so. Yeah, I think that's probably their their demo. Yeah. Um, um, I would I would do it for if it was like a cool a bunch of bands that I liked or a TV I would love to do like a Twin Peaks cruise I would like I would get like super I would like nerd out on that honestly yeah I feel like every once in a while there's like a cruise for something that's like it just seems like that's like too cool to have its own cruise yeah but the all I'm seeing on the website right now are like flower power cruise disco cruise oh flower power that would be so depressing it would just be like these ancient burned out the zombies boomers john lodge of the moody blues and felix cavallari's rascals i have no idea uh yeah and then like some like I don't this is making me really sad it's me I know he wouldn't want to but like looking at the lineup it just makes me afraid that my dad would want to go on it he wouldn't but it's like it's just like my you know what I mean it's like I just imagine him being yeah. like oh that sounds pretty good and like not fun. wanting to hear him say that I don't think he would <laughs> I just want to don't even think about it the pioneer in this space really is 311 I think they were the first like big sort of slightly retro band to start a cruise and then everyone copied them I know bare naked ladies had one mm. yeah 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 it's that sweet spot of your fan base has to be a little older so they have like the disposable income you have to be mainstream enough that you'd get like a big audience but you also have to have like a avid following it's like a yeah it's an interesting it's perfect for goop really i mean like you're describing goop to a t right now except like so goop it's all I, I just don't know how many like straight couples, like how many husbands would go on a goop cruise with their wives, do you think? Zero. It just seems tough. It seems tough. I could see if you, if it's like a gal's weekend or a gay's weekend or something. And, yeah. But I just, something you do with a friend. Yeah. It just doesn't seem, goop is not, I mean, despite their attempts at being like, at all their weird sex toys and stuff. Goop is not like a romantic brand, really. I don't know. Not at all. I mean, it's for it's for women. Yeah. Like women. and gay men. Like it's not for it's not even really like, for gay men. I don't it's yeah, it's I mean, <laughs> some gay they, men. They've, <laughs> they've had wan attempts at at doing but they don't, they won't even hire any gay guys. The guys they hire are like these dumb straight guys. I mean, I have no idea who works there. I mean, I'm just thinking of like Will Cole and Seamus Mullen. Oh yeah. I feel like there are gay guys there. But it's tough to be a, a gay, a gay guy in the media who has an actual gay following. I feel like most gay guys, they get super popular. I'm thinking of mostly just like the queer eye people once you get to a certain level you just like lose any credibility you have with it within the gay community and you just become someone for like quote-unquote like dumb straight women yeah but maybe that's true for like women too like once they reach a certain level they just become like for gay men to talk yeah, about that's true. <laughs> it's just the way of the world ah uh, yeah yeah um well 
you know, we'll keep you guys posted if we hear anything else about this goop cruise. We'll see if it happens. There probably will be another pandemic before. I mean, it still seems a little premature to be like booking cruise tickets to me. I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't go on a cruise. But yeah, I, I, I would feel apprehensive the whole time I was on a cruise. Yeah. Sure. But I don't know. I am ready to just like go back to my dirty, shitty ways of pre-pandemic. I'm so ready just like taking drinks off a table at a party having no idea if they're your drink just being like who what like what's happening not knowing what's going on like yeah I just want I don't know like everything seems so amazing now like the fact that you could like go to your shitty job that you hate and like maybe see a movie later it just feels like amazing yeah i might go see a movie right after recording this podcast and i'm like wow like i feel like so um i feel i do feel like i have like a renewed lease on life oh yeah 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 we're we're definitely in that like honeymoon period of of enjoying life we'll see how just because i haven't really done anything yet either because like i'm like i can feel it coming but i still haven't really done anything yeah, like yeah, i yeah. haven't been to like anything close to a party i haven't no. been i haven't even been to a restaurant or a movie i haven't done any of it oh man Aggie, you gotta go to restaurants movies i've been to like a few of each i know well i'm waiting i guess i'm just like waiting until my two weeks are up no totally very responsible thank you um any other gwyneth news i had one thing but it's on my list so i can just okay. hold it. yeah yeah um oh. cool well let's uh let's get to the old newsletters let's do it all right what was your best okay my best was actually not in the my best was actually an in style mm. but i did a little quick google of gwyneth and there was this ridiculous piece about her. Gwyneth Paltrow wore that famous ugly sandal in the prettiest way possible. The ugly sandal in question, Birkenstocks. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What is this? I'm sorry. Like, what are we like? First of all, who's talking about Birkenstocks? There's nothing to talk about. Like Birkenstocks are like evergreen, but even as evergreen things, like they have these like little revivals or whatever, every sure. like couple of years and it's already happened. Like they're already there. It's like, we get Birkenstocks. Like no one needs to talk about them ever again. It's not interesting. They're just a fact of life. The only thing was like, they started making them like in white, whatever. And so this dumb article is like just trying to take her down. I don't know. It's like just trying to make a thing about the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow wore Birkenstocks, which is like the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing to do in the world. It's the most mundane thing. First of all, yeah, Goop's been selling Birkenstocks through their website For forever. Years. And like the years. whatever, like, yeah, the Birkenstock revival or whatever, like happened years ago. Years like, no, ago. No, no one seriously would see Birkenstocks and just think, oh my God, my old crazy hippie aunt wears that. Like Birkenstocks mm -hmm. are, I mean, they're never going to be the most fashionable thing in the world, but they're just, it's like a, it's just like a, a little black dress at this point. It's a staple. It's, a, it's like, you can wear Birkenstocks basically anywhere. Like, I mean, you can wear them to lunch anywhere at least. For sure. And um, so the reason it's my best is because in this dumb, annoying article, where by the way, where did Gwyneth wear her Birkenstocks? The DMV. 
Oh, she actually went to the DMV. I guess. Wow. There's a typo in it. Which in is style. Get your copy editors to do their job. Spring is here and naturally ugly sandals came along with it. And while there's a nude pair of $12 platform pool slides in town, nothing will every top Birkenstocks. Wow. But it should have been ever. So that's what you get for being a dumb bitch in style. Do better. Who even reads it? Like, who even reads in style? I guess just like me when I Google Gwyneth Paltrow and I'm like, yeah. oh, what's this? Is it still a like real magazine or is it just a website? No, no idea. No idea. That I mean, do any magazine? I don't know what magazines exist anymore. I have no Vogue, idea. I still get or- I still get Bon Appetit in the mail every month. I canceled that years ago. Mm. Oh yeah, it like because whenever like I renewed, it was you know it's super cheap price. It's like yeah. two dollars a year or whatever, and then they get you. And then once it's like recurring payments, and then once that year is up, it, it it like renewed out like hundreds of dollars. Oh my god, I know. I can't. The amount of money that I've spent on the fucking New Yorker makes me sick. And like, I never read it. Oh, I canceled that years ago. Cause that, that was ridiculous. The amount that they were asking. And then my new, I mean, it's weekly. Yeah. But it's just like, it's so expensive. And like, I'm so sick of their stupid bullshit anyway. Uh, The New York times I canceled because I was getting some promotional rate that was like $4 a month, which even that seems like a lot. But then it like renewed at $17 a month. And it's like, and there, there's no way you can cancel it without calling them, which is also crazy. So and then call, they'll like ask you about it oh, and they like yeah. want you to fight them. They'll be like, what happened? Yeah. And I, I just said, I subscribed to another newspaper and then they're like, well, we're, we're prepared to take half off. And I said, no. And then they said, we're prepared to give you the same, you know, $4 a month rate that you've been getting. And I said, no. And I said, but you know what? I'm keeping the New York times cooking app. Cause I actually use that, but yeah. fuck the news. Yeah. I'm constantly canceling and then uncanceling my New York times. I do it all the time. And I subscribe to the LA times, the New York times, the Washington post. Wow. And now I just do LA times is what I want to do. Yeah. That's honestly the best one, I think. Yeah. And like, honestly, I mean, it's good to support, you know, media, some sort of media, um, but it's really easy to just read. Like you can just open up like a incognito window and like get past the paywall pretty easily on any of these things. I know. I just like, I don't know. I feel like you, I feel like you should like pay for the news that you consume. I get it. Not, not because it's like ethical, but just because like, I feel like, um, I feel like it's important. I'm so stupid and I hate myself, but I feel like it's important to be like conscious and aware of like where your news is coming from and like what sources you're relying on and like to like have like a relationship with like your newspaper that's beyond just like clickbait. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So I like try to like keep that. That's like why I like try to like do that for myself, but I'm not like preaching or anything. I'm just No, no, no. And I like, I mean, the LA Times has its problems and they have they have actually a history of being like very conservative and pro-business and anti-worker yeah the la times has been like traditionally pretty conservative paper um yeah they were the they were to the right of william randolph Hearst. but uh, yeah but i like i trust that's like they're like editorial whatever but like i trust their 
like I trust their news, like reporting. Yeah, they have yeah good reporting. I mean, obviously, if you live in LA, like good local news, uh, great. They I think they've really upped their like food section even after you know the passing of Jonathan Gold. Like they have good. Yeah. I like yeah, I like them. Yeah. Um, but my best. Ooh, baby, I'm gonna open it up and take a little sniff right now. Oh my god, it is. Oh, uh, finally after. Mm-hmm. Five and a half years. Wait, like six. We, how long have we done this podcast? Forever. Like so long. It's like really embarrassing. <laughs> so long. Uh, I finally splurged and got a bottle of Vintner's Daughter Active Botanical Serum. I'm proud of you. I did it. Uh, thanks to my new job that I got, and thanks to the beauties of Afterpay, it felt mm-hmm. like I was in a financial position to splurge a little. Um, it came, I mean, the goop shipping now is truly miraculous. It is like Amazon. Yeah. It's like Amazon. It's like two, three days at most. The scent when I, I swear to God, I got, so I got like a, you know, cardboard box from goop and then it had all the things in the box. So I opened the big cardboard box from there. I smelled so much Vintner's daughter without even opening the like little box that the Vintner's daughter came in. I thought for sure that it, the bottle broke and it spilled and I was going to have to get a refund because it was such a strong smell. But then I opened it and it was perfectly intact, sealed. It's just the power of this thing. The, the, the concentration of, I mean, it is like alchemy. I don't, I've never, there's nothing in the world that is as concentrated or strong smelling as Vintner's daughter. It is How- amazing. How much do you put on every day? So, okay. So, so Vintner's daughter, they, they, they give you a little booklet um, and they give you a whole, you're not supposed to rub it in. You're supposed to softly pat it in mm-hmm. and take 30 seconds to pat it into your face. And they recommend you do six drops, which is a lot. Gwyneth on her Vogue video does two. So I started with two. And for me, two was not enough. Two was like, you barely, you barely felt it. It barely mm-hmm. could like cover my face. So I do four, I do four. Splitting the difference. Yeah. And four is, for me, four is good. Okay. And I, I was doing it twice a day, but then I was like getting a little anxious of like, am I going to use it up too quickly? Yeah. So now I really have just been doing it at night. Um, also because in the, because I use that sun bum, um, mineral sunscreen, which is scented. And I, I think what I need to do is get a completely unscented sunscreen because you're sort of, I feel like you're sort of wasting it. If you do your Vintner's daughter and it smells so miraculous and glorious, and then immediately you cover it up with some other scent, it's like, there's no point to it. So yeah. I need to find like a purely unscented sunscreen. Oh, you're never going to find it, Brian. There has, I mean, there has to be one. There's nothing you can put on your face that's unscented. Ugh. Cause then it's like, yeah, then I just won't put Vintner's Daughter on in the morning because there's really no point. If you're putting sunscreen on over it and you can't smell the Vintner's Daughter anymore, there's really no point in even doing it. I mean, it's uns- I mean, you'll find stuff that says it's unscented, but yeah, it will yeah. have a smell. But like my, I mean, my cheapo oil of Olay night cream that's unscented is unscented. Like I'll put the Vintner's Daughter on and then I'll even put the night cream on over that. Uh, and I'll still smell the Vintner's Daughter. Um but I, but I don't even use, cause the nights that I do my retin-A, I don't use, cause that it, I, I don't really, I don't think you're supposed to mix Vintner's daughter with retin-A. I have no idea. Hmm. 
but I love it. It's like, I mean, you either, you either love the smell or you don't. It is so floral. It feels, it feels young to me. It doesn't feel like an old lady. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There are a lot of young floral scents. Yeah. It's great. I highly, highly recommend it. If you can swing, I mean, you know, four payments, well, it's $185 and then you can do afterpay four payments. If you can stand it, I highly recommend. Yeah. That's not too bad. It's not bad. We'll do that. And it'll last, I believe. I'll see how long it lasts. I bet it'll last more than four months for sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, it'll definitely last more than four months. Cause yeah, I'm doing four and the, it's a really quality dropper too. There's no, you're, you're never, there's never like spillage. There's never like, oops, I just, you know, poured out way too much. Like it's precise. You can do the precise number of drops with this. That's important. It's important. Um, oh man. I wish, I wish you guys could smell this over the podcast. It is really, everyone deserves at least once in their life to have a bottle of Vendor's Daughter. You're right. God, they really need to. I wish that they would, um, that they would sponsor our podcast. Vintner's daughter. I would gladly do ads for them. I feel like you're doing one right now. I really am for for nothing. Yeah, for ads, free. You for paid free. them. I did. I paid. <laughs> so sad. No, I get it though. But that's how strong I feel about the product. I mean, if you love the product, you love it. I do. The All right. Yeah, because there was there was really nothing that excited me on these newsletters. So Wasn't by true. far, by far my best was. Well, I mean, that's exciting thing that uh, never happened. It really is. It, um, I wouldn't say that it made up for the pandemic. <laughs> Absolutely not. But um, it's, it's really, uh, it's really changed my life in the last week or so. That's great. All right. What was your worst? My worst are all these fucking vibrator ads. I'm just like really sick of seeing them. Everybody on Instagram, I'm seeing a vibrator bouncing around on a thing. I'm seeing a vibrator as an ice cream cone, maybe as a microphone. Like I just, I'm done with it. Like I don't give a fucking shit. Like I'm not going to buy a vibrator from Goop. I never will. And I just, what do they want from me? I guess they want me to buy a vibrator, but it's like, can they just stop? It's out of control. I mean, Gwyneth on her, not even the Goop Instagram, on her personal Instagram now, yes. her link in her bio is is a link to the fucking vibrator. What's the big deal with this fucking vibrator? They claim that it sold out within 24 hours and they, they've been, but it's like, at this point, it's like the boy who cried vibrator because it's like they vibrator. keep doing this with the lip balm with everything else that they claim that they're selling out and then they're getting more and so i don't believe that any of this shit is ever selling out no probably not there's no way that these vibrators on goop sold out within 24 hours like it's just exactly. a vibrator it's a 95 dollar pink vibrator that looks like a million other vibrators on the market and it's like goop brand i guess which is like the big deal about it but like yeah that's even worse. Like, I don't know. It's like my feeling about Gwyneth Paltrow was like almost maternal. Like, I don't want to get in that world. Like, I don't want Gwyneth Paltrow branded vibrator. Oh, so you think of her, you think of her as like more of a mother figure than a, than a sexual. uh, Maybe a big sister. A big sister. Big sister. Totally. Totally. Ah, the coolest big sister you could ever have. 
exactly who never has the time of day for me and i'm always like can i hang out with you and she's like no fuck off <laughs> but, but yeah, i don't you don't, want you don't want to borrow your big sister's vibrator no that's gross uh, but I guess, I mean, unless it's a complete fabrication, which it might be, um, I guess these are popular. I guess. I don't know. It's just like, I just, I don't even care. It's like, sell them, do whatever the hell you want with them. But it's like, it's just like the, ad, it's like too many ads. Yeah. And then once, because how often that we are both on the Goop website for research, then like all of our sort of internet ads just become like vibrator Vibrator. Shit. And it's like, I don't even care. It's like, do ads. I don't even care. It's like, it's so like the vibe of the ads is so like cheeky. And so like, we're doing something naughty by yeah. having vibrators or it's like, oh yeah. Like we're bold women who like love our vibrators and don't care. It's like, I just don't like the energy. Like that's what I don't like about it. It's not mm-hmm. even that it's a, it's like, yeah, like vibrators, whatever. It's like, I just don't like the it seems like they feel really cool for selling vibrators. It's like yeah. embarrassing to me. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I, you know, whatever it's, but it, it's at this point, I feel like vibrators have been pretty like mainstream for a decade or two. Like yeah, it doesn't well, seem very Robert, cutting like, edge since the fucking like rabbit, oh, the rabbit yeah. City episode. Like it's been like, which was like probably 20 years ago. Like it's, it's very mainstream, which is like who uh, it's okay. But it's like, why has the, I don't know. There's just something that's like, I don't know. What is it? it Cause feels- it's the combination. It's the, I mean, in, obviously like sexual health is health and like, it's, valid that it's like part of you know the umbrella of wellness but like they're because they're advertising it as like oh this has no you know bpas it's like you know it's green plastic it's like it's it's sort of equating a vibrator with this sort of overall like not quite environmentalism but like do good do gooderism that just seems weird and it's just sort of like how everything is so like I feel like advertising like mass advertising like takes me out of my body in this way Mm -hmm. where it's like everything feels a little bit safer because it feels less personal like it's not like my I don't have to deal with my own like mortality and like my own like sense of like dread and isolation because I'm like part of this like collective mechanism that's like elevated that's like so elevated and so like outside of me like you don't have to worry about like like when you're like eating McDonald's you never think about the health risks because you're just like buying into this like larger like commercial message does that make any sense yeah I think so and so Uh, like with the vibrators like it feels the same way where it just it feels so impersonal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess I'm just saying it feels impersonal yeah and do you want you want a vibrator to be personal (laughs) well I just don't want to feel like um I I'm like so scared of like my body and my sexuality that like I rely on like something that's branded by Gwyneth mm-hmm. Paltrow to yeah, like yeah. feel comfortable with that. Like I just, I wanted to feel like, you know, I just, I feel like, I just feel like it's a very personal thing. And like, it's, 
it, it it makes me sad that like we need to put such a like fun, happy, excited face on it that like your sexuality wouldn't be like exciting enough as it is, or like you wouldn't be comfortable enough with yourself to just like have like a non commercial experience. Yeah, no, I, exactly. And then you have to think, oh, I'm using the same vibrator as thousands of other goop fans <laughs> it's just like it's weird it's like this is the one we use because we yeah. read this magazine ugh, it's like yeah. ugh. uh okay my worst and this is just sort of an overall note and a concern that i'm beginning to have is that goop is pivoting away from food and recipes is it i feel like we've gotten less lately this week they had a collection of dips and salads this was almost my worst that it was all pre like these were all recipes i've seen before this was like a collection of uh of old stuff yeah and there was no yeah it was there was no effort put into it the recipes themselves just seemed boring i and i feel like because goop has gotten so lately you know they're they're manufacturing vibrators. They have their own, you know, beauty products now. They're doing this, they're doing that. And these are all big money-making ventures. Recipes and food talk is never gonna be big money makers for them. So I'm just afraid that they're like this is this is what how Goop started. Goop started with Gwyneth jotting down her little notes in her kitchen in London. And we started coming for the recipes, or at least I started coming for the recipes. So I just I'm afraid that we're not, that's not going to be the focus. That's not no longer the focus. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I never considered Goop to be like focused on recipes. I considered it to be like an element, but I felt like there was always like a, I mean, she was always talking about some like weird, like lotion or serum or something. Like it was like beauty products were always like a big, sure. Yes. Like clothes and like, just like things to do and like vacate. I feel like, I I feel like it was always like what it is now. Just like less. It was all, all those things I think were, were definitely part of it, but I felt like food was as, was as big a part of it as, as like, you know, beauty tips and all this stuff. And now, because they can't, I mean, they open, like they can't really monetize that stuff like they can the the beauty and wellness stuff i just and i i hate to say it but i really don't think caitlin is pulling her weight i don't see her enough i want her voice i want it i like either or hire a new person that really has a distinct uh like find your you know find your sola find your allison roman find your person who's really going to put that personal a lot though because like you've always sort of thought that like you wanted goop to have like a viral recipe or like yes. be more recipe focused. Like you've wanted this for them for a long time. And maybe it's me, like maybe it's actual... just, it's not anything that they're going to actually like, they're not going to do. This is something that I want them to focus on that. I don't know, but I, it's just like, if you're going to do it, do it, let's do it. And yeah. let's, like I want your your recipe person your to be a household name, and I don't think that's ever gonna happen. 
Well, I feel like they can't really, I don't feel like they know what they want their recipe person to be. And like, I feel like that's going to kind of be a problem for them forever because they have, they want to have like normal, like everybody can do it recipes. You know what I mean? Like they want recipes that like anybody will, um, feel comfortable making, but then they also want to have these like detox recipes and like, um, basically like diet food or like have all these like modifications available to people as well. So like, I just don't think that there's room for somebody like that at Goop because I, I don't think most like actual people who are like actually like on a career track to like have a cookbook or like want to like be like real food people are going to want to be like confined to this like diet thing that like Goop will kind of always want them to do. Yeah, but I I think if you get someone that already is sort of on that track and that is like naturally into that type of food that also has like a very distinct personality and her recipes already like feel very individual, you can you can find that person. Yeah, I don't I agree with you that someone who doesn't naturally fall cuz I, I don't think Gwyneth is not the only person in this world that cooks this way I think you could find someone who has like a similar palate and a similar food interest to Gwyneth and Goop that also is like a professional level cook that are that would take the recipes to the next level but she is unique because what is interesting about the recipes on this website is like most people doing a blog like this like when it started would just have like the kind of shit that like Will Cole is churning out or whatever and like it would be just like inedible crap that nobody would ever want. And it would be like, here's like 45 different types of seeds you need to mix together and make like a milk with a Y out of or whatever. And Goop has recipes like that. But like Gwyneth Paltrow's recipes are like really, really good recipes, like way better than you would, than most of these people are capable. Most of these like health people are like capable of. She like understands flavor. She like layers flavor really nicely. She like, she like uses good she seasons things she like is intentional about how she does it she like uses fresh herbs like she uses like all kinds of like ingredient like techniques that like actually make her food taste good and like these people a lot of these people just like they literally don't care what it tastes like they just all they care about are like the macros and like other than that they're just like whatever i yeah i just think there there's like a whole generation now of food like recipe developers and food writers and cookbook people that grew up uh both being into like the taste aspects of food and the health aspects of food I I just don't think it would be that hard to find someone really qualified that would naturally bring the type of recipes that Goop already is known for creating and like have and 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 just continuing that and like develop it and, and becoming like a personality in her own right but also, I also feel like the brand like steps in the way, like, I feel like if Allison Roman developed the Moroccan turkey meatballs, it would be like the meatball, like it would yeah, have yeah, been yeah. a viral thing. Like those meatballs are delicious. They're easy. Every they're like, they're cheap. Like they're perfect. They're, they could be an Allison Roman recipe. I think like they've got all the elements, but like she, because it's a goop thing, it's like people are, they just don't approach it the same way. Yeah. I, I just think that they're 
there's someone that would there's they could find they could find someone that would do it and like yeah. there's so few jobs like paying jobs in food media and there's so many really talented people um i think i just feel like they could find someone and i'm not okay. saying like caitlin is bad at her job i just maybe she's not giving the opportunity to really like develop her voice in a way that um that she's very she like she's very she's definitely playing up the like normal part of it yeah um i just after you know however much she's been there two or three years at least and i still i still wouldn't be able to tell you like what a, like what a caitlin recipe is like like what are what are her like what is her palette like what are her flavor combinations that she likes to use like i have no idea yeah i guess i feel the same way i don't know maybe what i'm really saying is i want this job <laughs> Yeah, why don't they just hire you to do it? You I, I know. Get I, it. I have like literally zero professional kitchen experience, but I could learn. You I'm a self-starter. You don't need professional kitchen experience at Goop. No. You just need passion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What's your craziest? My craziest. Oh, the Lyme disease. I didn't even read it. It was too much. I mean, I didn't read it either. I couldn't read it. It was too long. But here's what I did. Here's what I do know. This Lyme disease thing should not have been published. Like this is one of their new like deep dives into whatever. Like now they're doing like goop, like scientific journal. Where yeah, they, goop, like, goop MD. They're LARPing as a medical journal and no yeah. one is buying it. And it's like, I think the idea is to sort of like protect themselves or to like make themselves seem like more, um, you know, cause they like got into a lot of trouble for like kind of posting bullshit. And now they want to say like, no, we actually really care about science. And so they published this like incredibly like ridiculously long. Oh yeah. Goop PhD. Goop PhD, not MD. <laughs> that Our would be an instant lawsuit. Instant law. This, I mean, seriously, our science and research team launched Goop PhD to compile the most significant studies and information on an array of health topics, conditions, and diseases. If there's something you'd like them to cover, please email us. Okay, thank you. So it's all this stuff about Lyme disease. And again, I'm so sorry, but the... I Googled this and I like looked at actual like peer reviewed studies and like the existence of this like chronic Lyme disease that continues for years after you get Lyme disease. And a lot of people who get it never, never reported like an initial infection with Lyme disease. It it's extremely um, shaky. Like there is not a lot of evidence that this exists and maybe it does. But the way, but like, if it's actually connected to Lyme disease, which is like an infection you get from being bit by a tick, like they don't really, they're not necessarily sure that that's true, that that's what it is. Like, it's just, it's very um, uncertain. And so like for Goop to publish this weird thing that like, is like, here's their one-stop shop for all things Lyme disease. And to say like, and to have this like actual information about Lyme disease, and then lumping in this like chronic Lyme thing with it, it's a little bit, I don't know. It's a little weird. Yeah, there, I mean, this is this is such a such a classic like 
disease that no one really knows if it exists or not. And, and it's yeah. become shorthand for this entire sort of like class of affluent, mostly women that have some sort of, you know, real uh, autoimmune disease or whatever, but it's, it's, be, it's, it's become like for both the activists in the Lyme community and the skeptics, it's become shorthand for a, a specific type of person. That's like, you know, Yolanda Hadid, Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber has at one point claimed he had chronic Lyme. Like, I, I don't know. Are all these people getting bit by ticks? Who knows? Perhaps, but. Well, yeah. And like a lot of them never did. I mean, it's just, it's very, um, it's just weird. It's just like, I don't know. I don't want to tell people that they're not really sick if they're having these symptoms and I don't want to be like an asshole. Yes. And, the, I, and I have no doubt the symptoms are real. Like I don't believe that people are making up being sick. I really do think that there is some autoimmune disease going on where the body is attacking itself. I, and again, I'm obviously not a doctor, but it just doesn't seem like there's much evidence to point to, to, to correlate this with the actual documented short-term Lyme disease yeah it's just like I don't know um and also the, the the first reason that I was irritated by it was I was just like haven't we covered Lyme disease enough like does Goop really have any more to say about Lyme no. disease and I guess they just needed to get it all out there and put like their big and I'm sorry who is gonna read this that, that's the thing it's like we read these newsletters read more than anyone else in the world but yes. like the goop M or the goop PhD stuff, it's, I mean, that's a, it's so impenetrable. Like it's so long and boring. There's no one in the world. Like if you're, if you're going to take the time and effort to read this, you would take the time and effort to read an actual medical journal. So yeah. Like, like what, what is the point of this? this? If you're going to goop to get your like medical information, when you can get all of the stuff just by like Googling it and finding an actual medical journal, like you're self, you're like looking to have your concerns validated. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever. I don't know. I feel like a big bitch for even talking about this, but that's how I feel. Yeah. It, it just, it's the whole, the whole premise of this goop PhD stuff is so odd because again, this is a thing that, is not making them money. It's not, uh, I can't imagine it's driving traffic to the website. It's only like getting them in trouble. Like why, I, I really don't understand what the point of this is. I don't understand the point of it either. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, unless they're, you know, it's some long game where they're going to develop a, a goop cure for chronic Lyme. I mean, they probably will. I mean, yeah. they, I feel like, I do feel like it's like to protect them from something. Yeah. That's what it seems like. It seems like a very defensive mood or move to, to, if they get like sued again, to, to be like, oh no, we put all of, you know, all the information out there. Like, you, you know, it's yeah. all, it's all above board. Yeah. But it's Even like, though, just, like, a lot of this is like kind of shaky. It's like goop. You're so good at certain things. You make great beauty products. Like Apparently you make good vibrators. You make great yeah. lip balm. Like you don't need to do this too. Yeah. It's like, we don't care goop. Like nobody, nobody needs you to do this, mm. but apparently they feel differently. Yeah. Anyway, what was yours? Oh, all right. So my craziest was the O-Nut. What's that? The O-Nut for curious couples. It oh. looks like oh, a light bulb. For painful sex. Yes. I didn't read it. It made me sad. 
It's um, okay. So it's called the wearable, the wearable, wearable as a noun, apparently the wearable for discomfort during penetrative sex. Um, it, this is hard. This was hard for me to read. It's going to be harder for me to read out loud. I don't mean to laugh. It's just my, you know, I'm uncomfortable as anyone else would be about some of these subjects. Okay. But it's em- Emily Sauer. <laughs> Her name's Emily Sauer. Okay. She once, once assumed sex would always be physically uncomfortable for her. She felt embarrassed and out of alignment. For years, she didn't tell her partners, deciding instead to accept it for the sake of her relationships, knowing she was sacrificing her own comfort and pleasure. Okay. So hoping to figure out a new way of navigating discomfort during sex in her own life, Sauer came up with the idea of putting a pink frosted donut over her partner's penis as a buffer between their body and hers. A literal donut? Well, while a real donut would have been much too sticky to be a good solution, the idea was too good not to build out. Sauer created a prototype. What is happening to this woman's body? Sauer created a prototype in her kitchen. It worked for her. After some tinkering, she landed on a final product, a sex wearable that keeps penetration from going too deep during sex. You simply simply connect however many of the four modular rings you want and fit them around the base of the penis of the penetrating partner or around the toy of your choice to form a soft, compressible buffer. It doesn't sacrifice pleasant sensations for either partner. Onut is squishy and stretchy and feels like skin. So it's basically a fleshlight. It's a fleshlight so your dick doesn't go in as far. And sometimes it kind of hurts when a dick hits your surface. No, I I can imagine. But yeah, but not. I think for some, I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah, it's for and and like I think some people, it's you know, it's it's more painful for some, and it and yeah. they make it very clear it's not like all to do with, you know, the size of the dick. It's like, you know, people, women's or, you know, vagina having people's bodies are different than everyone's different. So like it, uh, I mean, basically they're saying it's the woman's fault. <laughs> well, it's just like, well, it kind of is the man's fault. Cause he's the one who has to like put a donut on his dick. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, this is, and it's like, great that it's, you know, it's not, uh, it's, it's, um, it's not, cause at first I thought this was like a weird, like light bulb type thing that you put that the woman put in her body but then no it's it's the guy or the the penis haver is the person who puts it around their penis um it doesn't go in as far it's just an interesting it's just an interesting way to have sex (laughs) i mean it's not something that i can like whatever want at all anywhere near me (laughs) but like I understand like some people because like I've definitely felt that where like especially when I was younger like I definitely have felt that like you kind of you can feel it and it's like I don't feel good but like it doesn't like I mean I think it used to hurt me more and I just sort of like got used to it (laughs) like now I like don't think about it I don't know like and it's different for every, like, I think some yeah. people are just, it's are way more sensitive. And so like, it is it, extremely painful to have sex. So like, I get, I get it, but, and like, it's like, then it's like penetrative sex is only one possible. So like, there's so many other things. I don't know. It's just like, this seems like a, a I mean, and great, good for everyone, but like, it seems like a very specific solution to a problem that could have a bunch of different solutions. I don't know. Well, yeah, but they probably do all the other ones too. Yeah. But like, I, I like, 
I would not want to give up penetrative sex forever because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can understand like wanting to have like a like a way to do that. No, totally. Um I'm good. I'm glad for everyone. <laughs> Happy for the donut people. It just looks, I mean the Oh, because they're. I didn't even I look see, at it. It well, I thought it was one object that to me it looks like one of those fancy fluorescent light bulbs that have like ribs. But what yeah, I, that's what it looked like to me too in the picture. But what I understand now, it's like one of it's like a baby toy where there's separate donuts, oh. and then you can put it's it's a flat it's a flashlight with four donuts around the flashlight, and so you can like you can choose how many donuts to put on. So you could basically cover this whole dick almost. I mean, this is, if you have it all the way extended, you're taking a lot off that dick. If, yeah, if you have all four donuts on, then it is the the proverbial, just the tip. I mean, yeah, like that's like a, I mean, yeah, it is just the tip. At that and then point. I get, and then I, I understand, you know, straight couples who, you know, want to have penetrative sex, great. But then if you're, ha- if you're doing four donuts, it's like not at that point it's like not penetrative sex anymore right it's well, just at that like, point i mean it's like i'm not I'm he's not fucking the donuts like if sorry this guy, <laughs> if this guy has all four on <laughs> i'm just like how exactly like what is he like is he like doing like a push is he like no. doing like a plane what is like he doing with his hips he's yeah he's then he's like i don't i I don't want to see this in action, but, and yet I am curious to see a four donut sexual act just to see, cause then you, yeah, then you're just like, boop, like a little boop. Cause like, here's how I'm imagining this works. The guy puts the thing on and then sticks the whole thing in with the donut and it all goes in anyway. Like <laughs> that is, that's, that's how the it worst like, possible <laughs> solution. Unless he's being like super, because it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not gonna keep it out if he's like really if you're like <laughs> it's not gonna keep it out unless he's being like very like gentle yeah. we also don't I, I don't know to scale i don't really know how wide these donuts are or if they're the i mean if they're if they're the actual diameter of like real donuts then i don't think it's go like i, mean, I don't think that that's a i'm looking at it like the picture of it like in a person's hand and like it just doesn't look like i mean the thing I'm looking at would fully fit inside yeah. of a vagina. Like a human be- being can come out of a yeah, vagina. Like there, the, this thing is not going to keep a dick. It just doesn't make sense to me. <sighs> I now I have a really bad feeling that this is going to be worse than the yoni egg, and someone is going to have a horrible injury because of an overeager partner this, honestly, fucking would, with like, all four donuts on. Take on this. I just I, to me, it's just like I don't think it would work. This is true. This is the one thing you're right. I want to know Jen Gunter. I I really want to hear what she thinks about this because yeah, she's very sex positive. Maybe she, if this didn't have, if this wasn't sold on goop, you'd have to tell her that it wasn't sold on goop. You just have to be like, Oh, it's the O-nut it's for women's pleasure. And then see what she says. Because here's what I think the one, if you do one donut, I think that would act as like a barrier Mm -hmm. one donut, but when you're building on top of it, you're just making the whole thing for don't I mean for don't that's well it's like the black dahlia thing that she had like she could probably she only could do four don't she had to do four donuts if she was alive the, today what? <laughs> you know the whole black dahlia thing that I can I don't know if I could say this she had a so-called baby vagina and that's why she was murdered because her rapist couldn't have sex with her you've heard this because oh, right? her vagina was too small yeah it was a underdeveloped vagina 
So if the Black Dolly was alive today and she had a more supportive partner, she could have done four donuts. supportive partner? (laughs) And And the person who like cut her head and cut her in half and threw her in the grass? All I'm saying, if the the O-Nut existed in 1944, there might've been a whole different history with the Black Dolly. I don't think so. But I also just like, I would love, I, 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 I'm opposed to the Onut. Wow. Wow. You Unless it's that it's, it, I, you know what? I'm opposed to the customizable Onut. I'm in favor of the, oh man. I like, I can't get my head around this. No pun intended. A four, yeah, four donut. You, Cause the guy's going to have to be like, like doing a push up and like he has to have upper arm strength to not just. To stick. me, it just seems like as futile futile as if like he's like oh just put like a little in and like don't worry or let it, like and it would never end up working out that way mm. like I just I don't know yeah hey if you use the O-Net will you just like tell us we'll keep it anonymous just be like does it work does it does it keep this guy's dick out like what is happening with the O-Net how many, do- how many donuts are you using how is the guy able to control himself (laughs) is the guy like i want his point of view too does it sorry but do you just come in the onut i don't know i mean is their dick just fully in an onut i think so and then how do you like it just no they don't come in the onut you don't come in the onut because it's like a whole it goes around it's not there's no hole it's it's whole on both sides it's not closed. It's a tube. It's a donut. So it's it goes, a, yeah, it yeah, yeah. goes through it and comes out the other got end. It, got it, got it. <laughs> it's like a tunnel. It's, wow. Okay. Well, we spent a lot of time on this. It's I quite just, a, I this is, a lot to talk about. And I really hadn't thought about it at all until you brought it up. This is quite a product. And I do have to give props to Miss Emily Sauer, who knew exactly who to contact to sell this thing after she developed yeah, it. I've got this an is... O-Nut and I know just who's going to want to buy it. Because <laughs> this, I have to say, this has the potential for going a little viral. This could be, yeah, this could sure. be a something that the um, the tabloids pick up. I started out really defensive about this product, and now I'm fully opposed to the whole thing. <laughs> I say, you know, whatever gets you through the night, and if it, you know, helps you get off good for you yeah but yeah the logistics are um unimaginable honestly it's like i truly cannot imagine it and i like almost want to try it but i think it would be just a total shit show yeah uh is this yeah could you all is this is there a version for gay men i mean i think if the onut is work the same oh way yeah if the onut's not going into the vagina it's not going into the butt either except for i think it would be more dangerous for gay for butt because <clears throat> because to me this just seems like the kind of thing where it's like that onut is going in your hole like it's getting in it's not gonna work and i feel like if that onut went in your butt oh my god be, like it would come out of your mouth like it'd be it's lost disaster. forever you'd have yeah to to the- i think i I, I mean, I just think in general, gay men are used to like having sex in lots of different ways. And so I don't know that there'd be a market for an O-Nut, but who knows? You never um, know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Sometimes uh, people just want something because it's new. That's true. <laughs> you know? 
And this is new. I'll give it that. It's definitely new. <laughs> a friendly buffer to explore comfortable penetrative depths. It does. I mean, it's sorry. It looks like a fluorescent light bulb or a baby toy. One of the two. Oh God. I will never look at that baby toy again with the donuts on the stick. The same I, way. Yeah, I know. Donut on a stick. Forget it. Now you know what that means. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Let's move on. What would you try? Please. I would try. Oh, I would try. I wrote something really stupid. I would try staying true to myself in the world of denim because there was a piece called our skinny jeans over and this has been like a major like trend everybody talking about how like millennials are so old and they like skinny jeans and like skinny jeans are done and like it's a sign that you're an old hag if you wear the skinny jeans blah blah blah. I get it and there's this like looming threat of these like low-rise fucking jeans coming back and I'm I, like every other woman my age, is like so deeply traumatized by the low-rise gene. Like it ruined my entire life. It ruined my self-image. It like had a net net negative effect on my life. These low-rise fucking genes. I never want to see them again. I never want young women to feel that they have to wear them again. Like if it makes you happy, then great. But it's like some of these genes actually looked so disgusting. Like when I look back at some of those pictures from like, fucking like 2001 like what Paris Hilton was wearing where it was just like literally like just it's like didn't cover her at all it's like yeah you're right you're right to the crotch it's like there's no room for error of pants yeah (laughs) and like like, what are you covering god bless the 19 year olds of the world that can pull this off but and I just think this new era we're going maybe we're going back to the low rise but we're also going to the you know we're grunge 90s Billie Eilish type baggy jeans so it's like at least these young people have a choice whereas when we were that age I mean I remember my my friend um in college we like went to the diesel store to get jeans and the the sales guy just convinced her to get these I mean she was very thick like you know toothpick thin woman um but the sales guy convinced her to get these jeans just painted on that she could barely walk in and both the sales guy and me as like her stupid gay friend were like oh my god these are great they look perfect on you and she spent like two hundred dollars and then like she couldn't wear them yeah like I just feel like my entire youth was like spent trying to think about like what kind of underwear I needed to have like sticking out of my jeans. (laughs) It's like so disgusting. And like, I just don't want to ever go back to that. Well, I can't at this point anyway, I'm like way too fat now, but even if I wasn't like, I just would never want to like that, like uncomfortable feeling of like my butt's going to come out. Like it just didn't feel like you couldn't like walk through the world and just like, (laughs) be a normal person you were like my ass is hanging out like it just felt so uncomfortable so like and I feel like once women my age reached a certain point we were like we rediscovered like how good high-waisted jeans could like make your body look and like how it like really like accentuates your curves in a nice way yeah and like I got so into them and I don't want them to go away and they were like just wear what you like and what looks good on your body. And I was like, of course I will. Like, I don't give a shit if like, 
I'm not wearing what like a 20 year old would wear. I'm not 20. Like, fuck it. Exactly. And I think this article, I don't think this article is saying anything really about low rise jeans. It's just saying like, it's going through like straight leg and you know baggy and well, whatever because they're saying our low our our high-waisted jeans over and i feel like the implication is that like low rise may be returning and then they just like go through like the different kind of like jeans that you can like still wear that are like trendy or whatever yeah but, but it's like, it's our skinny jeans over not our high-waisted jeans over oh skinny jeans yeah, yeah. in my world it's like the same. It's like they're like skinny jeans that go up high. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, who knows? I'm no fashion expert, but uh, it does seem like the new, the, there's like multiple trends that are maybe getting popular all at once. But like like a super, super baggy jean is going to look just as dumb on an older, more mature person as as a super low rise skinny jean. Yeah, like I just don't feel like um yeah, I just don't feel like it matters anymore. Like who care? I, like I didn't care then and I care even less now. Yeah, yeah. Which uh cuz this was actually my I would try as well to just cuz I think for me straight leg is probably the best bet. Um I do I do love a baggy jean. I grew up on baggy jeans when I was, you know, a kid in the 90s, but I on someone my age and with my body type, a super baggy jean just looks a little sloppy. Um, yeah, I only think baggy jeans. Yeah, I feel like it's not for me. Uh, but I do like a, a straight leg jean, and I I do just get like a you know a Wrangler or a Levi's, and they're fine. But I would love to get like a nice. I mean, I don't want to spend a ton of money, but like you know, you know, one fifty maybe up to two hundred, like a nice yeah. straight leg medium waist i mean on men's jeans don't really go super high waisted but um but yeah i'd be into i'd be into leveling up yeah definitely i'm excited about like boot cut or like bell bottoms like Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. are really cool to me like flares and then also the first thing on here is just like keep wearing skinny jeans which i'm like i think yeah yeah if you i I mean they look really good i don't know i think they look good i think that's great and i think now i mean with the sort of like not this is really related to like body positivity but i think people at least like in fashion people are acknowledging at least that people have different body types so i think there's going to be less like this is the one shape that you should wear like everyone you know people look good in different things so yeah and like i just kind of like the silhouette i like the cut i like how they like fall at the ankle like i just think it looks nicer than like most than like a lot of other jeans so totally and like fuck the gatekeepers i mean carl lagerfeld is dead thank god anna winter is near retirement like these anorexic horrible people are not going to be in power for much longer so i say fuck them yeah well now it's like i'm scared of like young people being like look at her she's old but it's like i don't care like i am old like what yeah they don't care about me and like old people should dress their age. I'm sorry. Or like dress how you feel comfortable. But like, I mean, how I can't wait. Like when you're old, you could wear, you know, a muumu. You can wear like if I'm an old man with a pot belly, I'm going to wear, you know, Fred Mertz pants up to my nipples and just have my belly in the crotch of my jeans and I'll be happy about it. Yeah, I know. And then it'll be like, is it time to put your belly in the crotch of your jeans on Goob? And it'll be like, yeah, <laughs> it'll just maybe me in suspenders, totally bald. Um, I mean, Fred Mertz is just my fashion icon. So yeah, mine too, I guess. 
Uh, yeah, look at Ethel. She looked great. She looked really good. Have you seen, like, well, we don't need to get into it, but, like, on that show, the joke was always, like, she's fat, she's fat, she's fat. But when's the last time you looked at, like, a picture from that show? Oh, she was gorgeous. And Lucille Ball was such a bitch that she made Vivian Vance gain, like, 30 pounds before. Um, she still looked being... good. Yeah, she still looked good. Uh, I, who's going to play Ethel in the Nicole Kidman um, Lucille Ball biopic? I hope it's, I hope Reese does it. And so it's Nicole and Reese again. That'd oh, that would be so cute as a buddy comedy. As I don't Lucy know. But I, I have a controversial take on that one. What? I say let Nicole Kidman have a shot at Lucille Ball. Who oh, absolutely. She's a great actress. She can do it. anything she wants. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry that it's not who, whatever, Emma Stone or whatever people want it. You know, people are I, saying Deborah Messing, who like, Deborah Messing, are you kidding me? Box office poison, Deborah Messing. And no it's like, way. Oh, it's not supposed to be like, we're doing the Lucy show and this person is impersonating her. It's yeah. like a character study. Yes. No, I I mean, I, who knows? I, Aaron Sorkin, I'm sort of hit and miss on, but I, I have a lot of faith in Nicole to be able to pull it off. She'll be able to pull it off. It'll, she'll be great. And if she doesn't pull it off, she's still Nicole Kidman. Like if she doesn't get her accent right, it's still going to be great. Like it's Nicole it's, Kidman. The worst Nicole Kidman's accent is the better the movie. Exactly. The only thing Nicole Kidman does that I can't stand is whispering too much. Yeah. Whenever but as, she gets intense, everything is whisper. And I hate the whisper acting. She's not going to be. I mean, Lucille Ball literally never whispered in her life. So good. Get Nicole out yeah. of her shell. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, okay. I'm at 9% on the old power. So we better. Okay. Let's get moving. What way. would you buy? Uh, I didn't think of anything, so I'm just gonna say Vintner's daughter like you, because I uh, do really want it, and you're yeah, selling me on it. Really, your commercial Um, I wish that there was a Vintner's daughter MLM. I would immediately become a platinum icon or I whatever mean, they I call know, it. Would I would be the, I would be the top of the pyramid. You would get me to sell it for a year, little <laughs> business, and I'd be like, I sold one, sir, and you'd be like, sell more. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. I would buy, actually, I just literally got an email from Skylight Books as we are speaking because I actually ordered a book, a real book from a real bookstore. Oh my God. That um, it was on Goop several months ago, but enough people in my life have read it and have said it's great that I have taken the plunge. I bought the book, Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. Yeah. Um, this is supposed to be good. This is like one of the books it's very much like the, the it book. book of the year everyone cool is reading it i figured it'd be fun i wanted to support my local bookstore so they did not have it in stock at skylight and i didn't go on amazon i said order it for me then if you don't have it in stock and i'll probably get it in you know eight to twelve months or whatever yeah well let me know how it is maybe i'll read it too i don't know everybody we'll loves it everybody's reading it I just got, yeah, an email order status, not completed. So they at least have my order and the printing press, the Gutenberg is hard at work. All right. <laughs> and you'd think that like, I'm sorry, you'd think Skylight Books would have like the cool bestseller in stock, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't I understand don't the, book, the book world, but no idea we'll see and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be so vocal about how um ethical and 
good I am for not going to Amazon. I'm never going to stop talking about it. Okay. I'm going to buy it too from some, oh, I can't afford it. It's really expensive because on Amazon, it's like 30% off. I know on Amazon it's, um, well it's no, it's $23 on Amazon. Okay. Okay. It's like, it was only like $27 on Skylight. So it's not that bad. Jesus Christ. I know. $30 for a book. It's crazy. Should be free. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I'm a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> uh we'll see we'll see we'll see all right guys um thank you so much for listening to the pod oh we'll we'll talk about doing a uh a bonus up this week i have i have actually an idea i'll tell aggie off the uh, off the air oh, i can't wait to hear it um, um but yeah thank you we have a few new patreon subscribers this month so we promise we'll get you uh bonus apps out soon yeah. and always appreciate you supporting us um, yeah thank you We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.